There's a lot of money out there. Let's make sure we stay focused and get to it. Welcome to The Money Game. I'm your host, Jake. Thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm here. You're here. Let's jump right into the knowledge. I just want to apologize for uh, if I sound a little sick. Um, I'm a little under the, under the weather. Um, but I decided not to let whatever is getting to me stop the, you know stop me from producing the knowledge. And uh, to be honest, man, money doesn't sleep. Money doesn't rest, and to be honest, man, neither should you. You know, we've we've been having a lot of fun, and you know, a lot, lot of that, a lot of that stuff has to has to slow down, right? We have to we have to get into, you know, we have to start getting into our own bag. You know what I mean? So it, it, to speak, you know what I mean? So um, I, I just want to apologize if I sound those, uh, uh, my my nose sound a little stuffed up. Um, I'm okay. Um, but let's, like I said, let's jump right into it, man. And so I'm, we're, we're going back to, I know the last episode uh, was the first first episode in the series. And uh, this is part two of understanding risk and and really just knowing what, what, what risk is. And uh, if you haven't already checked out the first episode, I would advise you to do so. That way you can follow along on on what part two is and so part two is just pretty much just a continuation of of what we talked about excuse me uh what we talked about um in the first first podcast in the first episode um in the previous episode uh, my mind is everywhere Jeez, man <laughs> i'm just so excited um but yeah if you haven't already checked that out and just kind of get a refresher because i'm not going to touch too much on the last episode i'm going to jump right into kind of where, where i left off and and some new knowledge, so um, you know. Look forward to, like I said, if you haven't, you know, checked it out. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty good episode. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, that way you can uh, follow along with the series. So risk only exists in the future, and it's it's impossible to know for sure what the future holds. So that's really what risk is. You have to understand that a lot of people don't. Take that take that into consideration, right? They look at previous, you know, previous uh, previous results or previous returns, and expect that to be the future. And to be honest, risk is like it's like there's two there's a lot of ways that if you if you taking a if you taking an investment or you taking a position in an investment, there's a lot of ways that you know that that investment can go. It could go up. It could go down. It could it could not go anywhere. And depending on where it goes, you can't really determine if that was what was meant to happen, right? Because there's certain things that made that position or there's certain influences that kind of made or had its, had an influence on that position. So you can't say that, well, the you know, the last investment made this return, so... This 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 investment is going to be guaranteed that same return as the last one, and you, you can't you can't go into investing with that same with that same mindset. So uh, it's up to you to decide on whether or not you want to take that risk and whether or not that that return is justifiable. So you have to that's like your game plan for every every investment you look at. You take you, you look at the return or the projected return. Because no return is really guaranteed, so you look at you look at the projected return and you look at 
you know the risk involved and what type of security is security it is and or investment it is and then you take your position right and then you decide or before you take your position then you decide whether or not you actually want to get involved in that uh, investment so and people expect the future to be like the past and, and underestimate the potential for change and a lot of times you know I, I've made a, I've made I've made few investments my few investments myself and I've done my homework I've done everything and the investment just doesn't go the way I expected it to go you know what I mean it's, it's not going to always go how you expect it to go and people kind of you know shrug that off and underestimate it because well they have in their mind if, if I've done all my research and if I've done all my homework then this investment should go the way or should act and should behave like how I think it's going to act and that's absolutely not true a lot of people uh, overestimate their ability to gauge risk and to really even see it you know what I mean so you have to understand that you have to not be like that individual you have to not you know be too over you know be too overconfident in yourself and say hey well I've done my homework I've done this I've done that so this this investment is guaranteed to you know go up or this investment I see that you know the company's losing money quarter after quarter so they're you know come earnings they're gonna lose money you can't just make that make that assumption and it's gonna bite you hard so you know don't get it don't get in that you know stride where if you've made some investments like that and you've any you, you know it's crazy like people start to make investments and they start you know stringing some along like they get a win here they get a win there and they just get overconfident and they they're just thinking their, their game plan is just file proof and they just you know when when it doesn't go the way they want then they then they're, then they're saying oh investing is risky oh don't invest the stock market is a devil you know what i mean but the whole time they've been having fun they don't have that type of energy the same energy when it comes to when they're making money but they have a whole different energy when they when they, when they start losing money because they don't understand what risk is and and how to really you know gauge risk especially when it comes to whatever they're investing in so just be mindful of that man don't be too overconfident when it comes to um gauging risk and, and and don't be too overconfident in really anything you know especially when it comes to the markets or any investment because it, it could go a whole nother way one morning your investment could be up because uh the, the you know they, they made a great they made a great they bought a great company next minute in the afternoon it could be down because you know they they, they somebody found out that you know the their their um their earnings or their uh uh 10q or 10k has some discrepancies, you know what I mean, and and then your stock is gonna go down. So, you know, don't ever be over to be too overconfident in anything when it comes to investing and when it really comes to the stock market. Um, most people view risk taking uh, risk taking primarily as a way to make money, and that's kind of how the market's been, man. That's kind of how they want you to. That's what they want you to believe. They want you to think that if 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 a investment is riskier, then you know, then you're gonna make more money because they want your money. You know, it's crazy because a lot of small companies, you know, let's take penny stocks for instance, um, they're unproven, right? And so because they're unproven, then they're looked at as being very volatile, very, you know, high risk and excuse me. Now very volatile and very high risk. And sometimes that's true. That's it's very valid. Because it's a lot of them don't have any earnings. A lot of them are, you know, trying to prove themselves, right? And so they need money. They need they need your capital. And so they're going to 
and they're also going to produce higher returns because they have a lot to prove. And, you know, for instance, you can't in invest in GE or GM or let's say a company that's been around for a very long time and really expect a lot of return from that company. You may get a, you may get an average or steadily return from the company, maybe 2%, 3% yearly, but the, the penny stock is going gonna, is gonna, to you know, clearly, you know, outperform the, you know, that, um, that, that other investment, right? Because it may be, it may be a micro cap, it may be a small cap, you know what I mean? So, and it clearly is going to outperform a $2 billion company, you know what I mean? So that's kind of, you know, the risk you take when you, when you take on or when you invest in, you know, those companies that, that are a little risky because they, they have a, they have a better chance of, well, you have, a, or you have a better chance of increasing your money tenfold if they do their job right. If they took your money and they, and, and they invest it correctly, like they say they're going to, you have the chance to really make a lot of money based off of that, you know, that investment. So, you know, but don't always, don't always think that risk taking is, is primarily just making money because you can make a lot of money and you can make a lot of money and not take a lot of risk. So just understand that uncertainty about return and the possibility of loss increase as risk increases. So as you start seeing the risk increase, understand that the return and the possibility of loss also increases as well as your risk starts to increase. So for example, as the market start climbing and as, you know, as, you know, um, the, you know, as we start hitting those, those levels where we're, 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 we're overproducing, like in the markets and, you know, the rate we're beating all time highs and, you know, stuff like that. And there's a lot of risk here. There's, there's a lot of risk there because we've never reached those levels before. And, you know, it, it takes a bigger idiot to buy, well, well, you let's say you're already an idiot. You're already. I'm not gonna call you an idiot, but you know, for you to buy something, let's let's just make it. You know, like let's say I'm the idiot who bought something high, right? It's gonna take a bigger idiot to buy something at a higher price than me, you know. And their assumption is that well, it's going to do better. It's going to keep going up, and that's not the case. If it's high, if a price is high, there's a good chance that it's going to be a low return, uh, and as well, it's going to be a high risk as well. So just understand that. Theory says that investors demand more return from investments that are more volatile, but for the market to set prices for investments so that more volatility investments appear to likely produce higher returns, there, have, there has to be people who demand that relationship. And so that would be those people who are demanding that kind of relationship is, you know, are you and I, you know, and let me ask you a question. Like, do, do you want higher returns? And if you say, yeah, I want higher returns, so do I, are you willing to take the risk, you know, are you willing to take the risk that comes with those higher returns? And you also have to understand that you have to study and really understand risk because that's going to be a huge part of your journey. And that's really going to, that's really going to make or break how well you do. So if you're someone who says, yeah, I want to take and it, and risk taking really, it's also time dependent, right? Um, if, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm someone who's in my 60s about to retire, then I'm not going to be looking to take a lot of risk. You know, I don't want a lot of risk. So, you know, risk is very time dependent and it's very, you know, it's, 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 it's not always the best thing for you or you or I, you know what I mean? So you have to understand that too. Um, don't always think that risk 
is going to give you a higher return, you have to also understand the consequences that come with, with taking those risks. And you have to take the time to really study and to really understand what risk is. And, you know, I make it your best friend because you're going to, you're going to, throughout your investment journey, you're going to con- uh, uh, continuously deal with risk and you're going to, you're going to continue, ha- continually have to understand what it is and how to control it and stuff like that. So, um, as you pr- uh, progress through your, through your journey, um, and so I'm going to jump into um, what type of risk there are. And there's many types of risk um, that investors face. Um, while some of some of it, some affects others, while it doesn't affect others at all. You know, so um, what what certain risks are to you may not affect me. And what certain risks risk are to me may not affect you. So some investments may seem... Uh, seem safe for some investors, but extremely uh, extremely risky for others. So, um, so, so let's let me jump into what those risks are, and so you can understand what they are, and you can start to see um, what what types of risks everybody is kind of kind of dealing with. You know, so you understand that you know you already have um, risk of you know you know losing losing all your money, or or not making any money at all, or Producing a very low return—that's a risk, um, and that's and that's you know personal risk. Another risk which we talked about in the previous episode, which is part one. Um, so if you haven't already, check that one out. <laughs> um, and then uh, next up is um, you know falling short on one's goal. So falling short on your goal um, is a risk because, so for example, if you need. Let's say you need your portfolio to make certain, a certain percent each year for you know for you to retire, right? If it's not reaching, if it's not reaching certain, if it's not reaching that certain percentage for you to retire, that's a risk because you're not gonna, it's not you're not gonna be able to retire. So understanding that falling short on your goal is is a personal risk and it's something that you you constantly you know have to determine. So if you like I said, go back to that portfolio example. If you have, if you need a portfolio to produce five percent yearly for you to have enough to retire, then and you and it's only producing two percent, then that's a huge risk to your, you know, to your, to your goal because you're looking at it like, okay, look, I'm not gonna be able to retire, and I just I don't want this. I need to figure something out. So falling short on one's goal is another risk. Um, underperformance. Uh, most investors don't want to underperform, so they take unnecessary risks. To keep up or achieve higher, higher returns. So, for example, um, money man, money managers or agents, when 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 they're managing money, they're not gonna if if it's gonna cost them their jobs, they're not gonna take those risks, right? They're gonna see those risks as unnecessary. So understand that you know those guys who are managing your money, yeah, that risk may may produce a higher return and it may has may have a higher like uh, 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 likelihood of producing those returns but those guys if, if their jobs are on the line those those guys are not going to make those types of investments so that goes to show you you have a lot more control over your money and how you choose to you know evaluate risk and take risk because you're in control right and they're not they may you know you you could be thinking hey why don't they just why don't they just allocate a certain percentage you know of my of my money to to um higher risk but let's be honest man if you understand how these guys work you know it's just 
it's a lot of shady stuff going on, you know. Um, they didn't, they're not really, they don't, they don't have your best interest at heart. Let's just say that, man. So, um, underperformance is a, is another another risk uh, for you to be aware of. Career risk. Uh, career risk is the risk that arises when the people who manage the money and the people whose money it is are different people. So those guys who manage your money and you know your money, they, they got two different goals in mind. So you may want your money to produce a certain amount of you know revenue each year. They're looking at looking at looking at it like, well, you know, this is my job and I'm not really benefiting from this. So you know. It's just whatever, you know, whether they take it serious or not, you know, who knows? But that's your money. So, but a lot of the times, those guys, like I said, you know, it's, that also falls on to, it falls, they also goes hand to hand with underperformance because they don't want to lose their jobs, man. And they're not going to mismanage your money, but there, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities out there that, you know, could be better you utilize with your money, but they're going to look at, look at it like, well, I don't want to take that risk. There's a huge risk that it might not pay off. And then whose neck is on the line? Your neck is on, their neck is on the line. So they, they're probably not going to, you know, make that investment if, if their if their jobs are on the line. So, which is understandable, but, you know, you could, you could be missing out on a lot of opportunities based on, you know, how comfortable they feel with, with, with taking risk and knowing how to manage risk as well. And not everybody knows, not everybody knows how to manage risk, man. So just understand that as well. Um, next up is, unconventionality so uh the risk of being different so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of investments out there that that are different but when it comes to you know being the oddball out it's like man why do that when i can just invest in this index fund and you know it's you know follow the market if the market produces two percent why not be at two percent with the market instead of being down two percent you know what i mean so being di really being different and having a different mindset is important because those people who do take those risks and have a different insight really you can see those guys being a lot better than the ones who don't take the risk right so understand that being different is not always a bad thing you know you you may have an eye for an investment that's that nobody's talking about on Wall Street because you know they 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 want to make sure that they keep on track with the market, but you're trying to out, maybe your goal is to outperform the market and you see a great investment and you're gonna you know you want to take that take that investment. So it's up to you to you know decide whether or not you want to you know go ahead. Um, a lot of those guys, nah, man, they, they don't want to take that risk first of all, and you know they they don't want to be different. Because the moment they start being different is the moment they start losing money and start underperforming, and there's a lot of you know a lot of their their, their necks on the neck is on the line. So, you know, um, yeah, man. So that's another risk that you need to be aware of. Um, and the last one is illiquidity. Unable, um, when needed, to turn an investment into cash at a reasonable price. So if you have an investment that's tied up, like say for instance, for instance, you have an emergency, right, and you have an investment that's tied up and it's illiquid then and the market's dropping and that's going to, you're not going to at that point you need somebody to buy you need you need somebody to buy it if the market keeps dropping you need somebody to buy it and the you know the most likely most likelihood that's what, what that's what's going to happen is that most people not, are not going to buy something high if the market's dropping they're going to keep waiting keep waiting and keep waiting until it 
you know, flattens out, and then they're probably gonna buy. So you know, that, that's a risk because to you, because if you're in in that investment, particular security, and it just keeps on dropping, you're looking like, well, you know, you, you're losing a lot of money at that point. So that's a lot of risk. You know, don't be in, don't be in any investments that are illiquid. You know what I mean? If it's not, if if you can't get in and out of it quickly, and there's there's a you know a, a certain risk risk factor, then that's a bad investment, and that's a huge risk. So just be aware of that. Um, investors expect high returns from things that have been doing well lately, um, and investments like these may deliver on expectations for a while, but certainly um, they do have a lot of high risk, and you can see that. You know, take take for example yourself, right? If you see Apple keeps going up, Apple just keeps going up, Apple just keeps going up. Well, you're gonna think Apple's just gonna keep going up, and so one day if you're not in Apple stock and you just keep and you just keep seeing Apple going up, then at some point you're gonna jump in, and you're gonna jump in. Let's say for example, you know you start watching Apple at a hundred dollars, and Apple goes to one fifty, then Apple goes to two fifty or two hundred. And at one point, and you're gonna say, "Well, Apple's at two two hundred. I'm gonna jump in." And Apple, so you're gonna think Apple's gonna go to two fifty based on you know the fifty dollar increments that it's been going up by in the example. So you're gonna think Apple might go to two fifty. And to be honest, there's no there's no there's no um, guarantee that Apple's gonna go to two fifty. You know what I mean? So at that point, people expect that investments once they get in. You know, it's crazy. Once people get in on an investment. They expect it to keep going higher. They just you know, if they got in high, they expect it to just keep going higher. Which you know I don't, that that's mind blowing, man. Um, that's a that's a that's a at that point you're gambling. You know what I mean? Because there's no guarantee. First of all, um, a lot of people have probably haven't even done any fundamental analysis or any technical analysis. You're just expecting it to just go higher, to skyrocket. You know, investments always go up. You know, prices always go up. And you know you know what I mean? That's you're just playing. You're just playing with your money at that point. So. Understand that not because an investment is doing well lately, mean it's always going to do well. Like if, even if the even if we're in a bull market, it may not it may not do well, and that investment may not always go up. There's a chance that it will go down. So don't just blindly invest in in an asset because the price has been going up. I think that's a little foolish, um, and, it, and that's a lot of risk as well. Because as soon as you enter, a lot of the times that's when it starts starts going down, going against you. Um, theory says that high returns are associated with high risk because the former exists to uh, you know compensate for the other. Um, the thing is though, um, high return and low risk can be achieved sim simultaneously by buying things for less than they're worth. So if you are a value investor um, and you you know you have that mentality, you kind of want to buy things that are cheap, right? Everybody loves a, everybody loves a sale, so. If you that's for for example, if you go into your favorite, um, you know, shopping mall or shopping center or your favorite store, and you see, you know, you've been eyeing eyeing a certain event, eyeing a certain you know clothing or item for a while, and you see that they're having a sale. At that point, you're then gonna pick it up, right? So it's the same mentality, man. You, you know, and at that point, you're thinking, well, they dropped the price, so what am I, what am I risking? You know, it, it was two hundred dollars that you know a couple weeks ago. Now it's you know uh, one fifty or one hundred dollars, right? So at that point, you're you're evaluating that 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 particular item as a, as a good buy because you know it was at one point it was it was a higher cost and now it's lower. So it's the same mentality when it comes to investing and finding assets. 
especially through the stock market or really anywhere else is that you kind of want to buy assets that are priced low or you know priced beneath their value right so that's always you know the best way to go about it you know what i mean so overpaying for anything implies both low return and high risk so if you're overpaying for any type of you know particular asset it's a lot of it's a lot of risk that's involved and you may have a low return because there's no guarantee that that asset is going to keep going up so understand that you know that's very important and that's key man that's key to understand that not because you see something rising means it's going to continually continuously rising you know what i mean so you know it's hard to just it, 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 they call it the fear of missing out and you know you see that every time well somebody you know your coworker comes and tell you comes and tell you well i've been making money in this investment you know for you know ever, ever since you know when you know what i mean whatever whatever whenever they invested or whenever they got in and they brag about it like i've made such and such i've got this return and really it's just the fear of fear of missing out you know a lot of people don't want to miss out so they're gonna you know they're gonna jump in and what, what is that gonna do it's gonna keep rising prices and there's gonna be somebody else who's gonna say wow man that's like really that's price keeps rising let me buy too and you know it's just it's gonna that that's what creates asset asset bubbles you know people just keep buying keep buying keep buying and at some point you know people are gonna start selling you know what I mean if I got in if I got in low I'm not gonna just keep watching it go high I'm probably gonna get out you know what I mean so uh, overpaying for anything implies both low return and high risk so just keep that keep that in mind that's a very that's very important so don't follow me on Twitter follow my money allocation strategy and that is every time you get paid whether it's one time a month whether it's twice a month whether it's per project whether you have your own business you know whatever it is you know um, allocate 50% to recreation and bills uh, and what I mean by recreation is that uh, movie moving out with your significant other uh, hanging out with family hanging out with your friends include that in bills in, in, in that particular fund 15% to debt if you don't have any debt you can then allocate you know the, that 15% to um, the others you know allocate if, you know five to bills or um, or whatever um, you know based on you know your circumstance uh, next up 10% for savings uh, if you have a certain uh, threshold for savings um, then you can then allocate you know five percent to maybe debt or maybe even to uh, uh, bills you know however you choose to allocate that um, next up is ten uh, percent to pay yourself and pay yourself having a pay yourself fund is important because if you're starting to invest or if you've been investing for a while you, you need money to continuously come in and that's how you you know get everything going that's how you stay stay looking for investments that's how you stay in that investor mindset because you have money coming in so you always want to have money coming coming in and you don't want to have money that you're playing with right you know um, well you want to have money that you're playing with you don't want to have money that you're that you that you can't play with so um, having a you know 10% pay yourself fund is very important you know uh, for your for your journey uh, next up is 10% for emergency uh, that's pretty self-explanatory if you have a threshold for um, for that emergency for like say if you have a particular number that you want to hit that's cool hit that number and then you can allocate the other you know that whole 10% to whatever you know how you choose split it up however you choose and then 5% for tithing tithing is very important uh, the more you give the more you receive you want to always be in that that giving and receiving mindset 
because that's how wealth is built. You know, you want to share information and you want to, you know, receive information. You want to, you know, the more you give, the more, the more you receive. So always being that, being that mindset. And that's very important. That concludes the broadcast. And like I always say, man, are you winning?